So we have been in the I Am The Heart series for about the last nine weeks, um, kind of talking about what it means to be part of the heart or part of this faith community. I have a, a couple questions for you guys before we go. How many of you guys have started attending this area, this gathering, within the last nine weeks while that series has been going on? Just kind of slip your hand up for me. Awesome. Okay, so quite a few. So, so you've kind of started doing that. Anyone that's a new visitor, you obviously have to raise your hand because tonight's your first night and we're still in that series. So I have the opportunity tonight to kind of close that series out. And what we've been talking about is many different aspects of what it means to be part of this, this group, this church, if you will. And so we'll put that slide up and we'll kind of talk about some of the ways that we've, we've been and some of the things that we've talked about thus far. You know, we've talked about investing in the heart. We've talked about being not important in the heart. We've talked about being the center of the heart. We've talked about being needed at the heart. And we've covered all these things. And all of these things are an amazing part of what it is to be a member of this church. If you want to know what we do, what we believe, what we are, the last nine weeks are a great example of that. And tonight, if I were to say, based on what I know of this place, to boil it all down to if I was just going to share on one thing about what we are, it's we are the heart of our city. And that's the title of what we're going to share tonight, okay? So we're going to jump into that. We're mainly going to be hanging out in two, two passages of scriptures. We're going to be hanging out in John 4, and we're going to be hanging out in John 7, and it's going to be a good time together. So whoever you are, no matter what you've been through today, no matter what you got to go on tomorrow, just listen. God has something for you, I promise, okay? So we'll start out with, uh, very simply, we'll put up the John 4 slide, and we're going to read this. So to set the stage for you, this is, this is when Jesus encountered the woman at the well. How many of you guys have heard that story before? Yes, sir. It's a great story. We preach it very frequently, and we preach it for all kinds of different reasons. Sometimes we preach it for showing how Jesus will go after the one person that isn't like the rest of the people. Sometimes we preach it how Jesus will cross cultural boundaries, how Jesus will do things that we may think are not appropriate, if you will. But tonight we're going to preach it just simply for what it ultimately is. Ultimately, it's the greatest example of the greatest miracle ever done. This woman has an encounter with Jesus at the well, and he says to her this, he says, but no one who drinks the water that I give will ever be thirsty Again, the water I give will become in that person a flowing fountain that will bubble up and give eternal life. It's an amazing thing. Guys, we were created to desire a relationship with God. It's, it's met in this instance. It's met when she meets Jesus. And we're going to be also looking at another passage of Scripture. That passage of Scripture is in John 7, verses 38. And it says, have faith in me, and you will have life-giving water flowing from deep inside you, just as the scriptures say. So one talks about what it's doing in you, and one talks about what it's doing from you. And that's what we're going to be looking at today, okay? I'd like to just start this off real quick with a prayer, and then jump into it. So Lord Jesus, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your scriptures, God. We thank you for the way that you have uh, put these words to inspire us, God. You put these words to show us and make it clear our relationship with you, Father. Lord, I pray that tonight your messages would come through, your heart, God, would be conveyed. Lord, I would get out of the way and it would simply be you that comes through, Jesus. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. We thank you for what you've done and what you've called us to do in the way that you've shown love to us. Amen. So the title is, I am the heart of my city. So let's talk about what that means. How many of you guys have ever heard she is the heart of that team before? 
Or he is the heart of that company. Or maybe even, you know, something like they're the heart of the church. Now, a lot of times what they're talking about is, is someone that may be behind the scenes, maybe unseen, maybe does a lot of the work. Maybe they're a support minister. Maybe they're just a supporting person. I mean, I, I think the most common instance that I heard this is he's the heart and soul of the team. And it's someone that kind of would cause everyone else to change where they were at, right? But let's look at it. What does it mean to be the heart of something? Let's look at the example of our, our hearts, our human hearts, right? How many of you guys know how big your heart is? So just make a fist, hold it up there. That's the size of your heart. Now, the cool thing about that is I have a really big fist, which means I probably got one of the bigger hearts in the room. And I can say that literally. It's kind of nice. But your heart does amazing things. Your heart beats over 100,000 times a day. That's crazy. Your heart, actually, the only function of your heart, this is crazy, is to support everything else on your body. It doesn't have an actual function of its own, right? Its function is simply to let everything else do their function. So your bicep's job is to lift something, but if you don't have a heart, your bicep doesn't work. Your hand's job is to grab something, but if you don't have a heart, the hand doesn't work. Your mouth's job is to talk, but if you don't have a heart, you get the point, right? So every day, 100,000 times, 2,000 gallons of blood are pumped from and through and in the heart and recycles it over and over and over again. That's just amazing. It's an amazing organism. It truly gives life. It truly spreads blood, and that blood equals life. That blood brings health. Without a heart, you're just not very healthy. In fact, I've never seen anyone without a heart be healthy or alive for that matter. So I started thinking, like, what else brings life? What other examples do we have that bring life? And, And I kept thinking back in, like, third grade, I had a science, or maybe it was fourth grade. I don't want to misquote that. It's been a long time. I had like that trifold board. You guys know what I'm talking about? Like you do it for the science fair. And I did it on the Nile River. And I'm not a very good artist. Last night I said I was a good artist, but I was lying. Tonight I'll just tell you the truth. I am not a good artist. So I drew the Nile, and you could kind of maybe figure out that it was a river if you knew ahead of time. But without that, I mean, the Nile River's crazy. It's like 4,000 miles long, 444, 128 or something like that. Um, and it gives life everywhere that it is. It runs through a desert in the middle of Egypt. And, wow. and most of life in Egypt kind of is around this river. And it's just an amazing example of the fact that this river gives life. So we have a heart that gives life and we have a river that gives life. And you're like, Bobby, where are you going with this? This is a lot of things you're talking about. How is this all going to tie together? I'll get there, I promise, I hope, maybe. So we have John 4 and John 7, right? Back to those scriptures that we talked about. In John 4, Jesus encounters this woman. He encounters her at the well. We talked earlier about the fact that, you know, he's probably not supposed to be there by cultural expectations. He probably shouldn't be talking to a lady because that was kind of against the culture there in that time. But, but what she has is she has this moment where she encounters Jesus. Now, some of you in this room, you may not have ever had a moment where you've encountered Jesus before. But don't worry. In a few minutes, we'll give you an opportunity to fix that. It's no problem at all. You'll have a moment to encounter Jesus. And so through that encounter, she learns about Jesus' love. She learns about what Jesus has done for her. She learns about who he is. 
You know, he had been prophesied that he would come many, many times. Prophecy just simply means like foretold in this instance. It's been talked about in the past, and now, now it's going to come in the future. So, so she meets him, she encounters him, and she, she realizes who he is. And she has this encountered moment, and he says, you know, this well, this fountain will bubble up inside of you. And the cool thing about fountains, you know, when I was in Germany this last week, I got to see a lot of really cool fountains. A lot of them that are very, very, very old. Most, or a couple of them in Germany, were even older than our country. Kind of puts things into perspective a little bit. And so I'm looking at this fountain, and some of these fountains were literally self-sustaining. They would go running through this instance, they would flow, and then they'd flow back up. And they would run for longer than our country has been here. Fountains can run forever. They're beautiful. They bring life to exactly what is inside of the fountain. But they don't really do anything to affect outside of the fountain. They're still amazing. They're still beautiful. They still give life. But that life is contained. And then we also got to see rivers. We took a week of vacation after we were in Germany. And we, uh, we went to Scotland. And I got to run through the hills of Scotland and accomplish a bucket list item that I've had on my list since I was 15 years old. And those of you that are laughing have seen the video, and it is humorous. And I do make a fool of myself. But, but for me, I'm like an action-oriented, goal-centered person, and that has literally been on my list for 23 years. So to cross it off was a very emotional moment. And in it, I could see rivers running in the background, and we're in the middle of nowhere, and there's lots of lakes in Scotland and rivers that run from that. And rivers are such an amazingly powerful thing. And they start usually in a lake or similar to a fountain, just on a larger scale, and then they flow from that life. So that life just doesn't contain, it moves out. And that's an example of what we're purposed to do. You know, first we have that fountain moment where we have this fountain inside of us, but it doesn't stop there. It has to then become something that goes from us to give to other people. So I'm going to ask you guys tonight. I'm going to show you guys tonight. We can be the rivers of the Lord. We can show his love to other people that we encounter with. So how do we do that right now at Heart of the City Church? Well, first of all, there's no I in church, but there is a you. Okay, and hopefully you are always in church because that's the way you were designed and it's spelled really funny without the you. So you need to be here. I'm gonna talk about some ways that we do this collectively, but you think about how this is personal to you because every single thing of the ones that I'm gonna mention aren't possible without the individual. Okay, so your role in this is very, very important. Don't look at it and just go, oh, it's this organization. It's those nine people. It's those 19 people on staff. Look at it as it's all of us. It's every single one of us. From the back left corner where Wyatt's at to the far right corner, and I don't know your name, but that I need to fix. So I'll meet you later. Everyone in between. Guys, we are the church. So what are some ways we do? I'm gonna give you four simple points of ways that we show love and become the heart of our city, okay? One, we serve our city. We serve our city. How do we serve our city, Bobby? Well, I'm glad you asked. Some ways that we serve our city is we serve our cities through Father's Market. How many of you guys know what Father's Market is? Okay, how many of you have actually been here long enough to have Father's Market up and running? Okay, about the same number. That's good. So what Father's Market is, is it's an outreach. It's a way that we minister to people in the community that need help. Sometimes these people are homeless. Sometimes these people are just in a rough spot. But what it is, is it's a, it's a food bank. 
It's a hot meal, it's a clothing closet, it's classes, it's counseling, it's community connections, it has a bus, it has a street ministry, it has a recovery wing, and it's all of these things, and I'm very pleased to announce to you, we intend to open it on November 9th for the first time in this building. And it's the second building that we have, and it's almost 4,000 square feet, and it's specifically dedicated to reaching and serving our city. We even have this other cool addition that just happened the other day where someone said, you know what? When people come out of recovery, usually they want to get a job and sometimes they have skills and trade, but they don't have any tools. And what happens is they show up on the job on the first day and they're like, Clark, we're so glad that you're here. What tools do you have? And Clark says, I got none. I just got out of jail last week. And they go, cool. We won't see you tomorrow. So someone said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to start a tool corner. And so he goes, I run across good tools all the time. And you know what? I've got three or four of every single tool. So I'm going to bring two of those. And we're going to give those to someone else. And we're going to put boot little belts together. And they're going to have all the things that they need in order to start their job. Because that's how we serve our city. And that's not possible. That was not my idea. That was not J.O.'s idea. That was just one of your guys' ideas. That's why you have to be in church. You have to be the church. Okay. Another way we do is back to school. How many of you guys know what back to school is? So back to school for the last three or four years, we have adopted Winton Elementary School. And what we do is we ask them how we can best serve them and then we meet those needs. This year, we have that list of how we can meet their needs. It's not as long, but it's definitely as extravagant because we serve an extravagant God. So we're going to give extravagantly. Now, I don't meet those needs. We meet those needs. We meet those needs as individuals. And that's a way that we serve our city, and it's an amazing way. And it's given us incredible opportunities to minister to people that we never would have even known. It's amazing what God does when we do what we're supposed to do. What's another way that we serve our city? We do it through heart reach trips. We've done heart reach down to uh, Plummer and Worley. Currently, we've done heart reach trips overseas. There's a team right now in Ethiopia. I was in Germany. There's another team going to five, six, seven different countries. We're leading a team to Honduras in in February. By the way, it's another tease for that. It's coming soon. Those dates are going to be about February 5th through 13th. Be praying if that's something you're supposed to be a part of because we'll start the sign-up process real soon. So serving our city. Another way that we serve our city is the first responders room. We have a room in this building specifically dedicated to first responders in our community. There is no strings attached. We do not require them to come here. We do not expect them to be a part of this this faith community. We just simply want to serve them. And we stock it with food and we stock it with drinks. And we give them a safe place to sit down for half a second and not have to be eaten in their car. And you know what? This is an even cooler opportunity because not only has it allowed us to serve them, but another local church, we were talking about it, a lady that was there and I were talking about it, and they've decided that they're going to sponsor it for the month of December. So Lake City Church wrote a check for $1,500 to sponsor that room for the month of December. So now it's become an avenue where other churches combine together and we think big C rather than little C because we can do more when we're together. So besides serving our city, another thing that we do is we partner with our city. Let me tell you this right now. If a heart were to try and support the hand without a partner in a vein, it would kind of be futile. It would not accomplish it. If we tried to serve back to school without a partner in Winton, guess what? We couldn't. If we tried to do single moms outreach last year without a partner in Dave Smith Motors who gave 200, 200 oil changes, we couldn't. We don't got a budget for that. 
But Dave Smith Motors said, you know what, I'll donate 200 oil changes. And as a result, we got to give 200 oil changes away to single moms because we partner with our city. That's one way that we are the heart of our city. Because in order to accomplish what we need to accomplish, we have to have partners. I could spend the next 10 minutes and 23 seconds. That means I'm five minutes ahead of where I was last night at this exact point. Because last night was 627, so I'm doing good. Good for you guys, I guess. Maybe for me. We'll see. So, So we partner with our city. I could spend the next 10 minutes telling you individual businesses and people that we partner with. I'm not gonna. But... Because honestly, I would forget two or three of them and then they would feel bad because I said the rest of them and that's just not fair. So we partner with the city. That's a way that we're the heart of our city because without veins, the heart can't support the hand and without people, we can't support the people that we're supposed to encounter or accomplish. Another way that we are the heart of our city is we love our city. Man, we love our city. We don't just love the hills, we don't just love the hunting, we don't just love the streams and the the incredible weather that we have here and the full four seasons and all that stuff. We love our city by just loving our city. Man, we give to our city. We have one of the greatest ways that we love our city coming up on Tuesday. The City Fall Festival is a carnival that we put on for our entire county, our entire areas. 3,148 clicks last year of people that walked through that door that we just loved. That's all we did. No expectation, no nothing else, just extravagant love. Single moms outreach, like I talked about earlier. Single dads outreach. We just love the people in our city. That's what we do. We love our city. How do you love people in your city? How do you Walk out that love on a daily basis. I mean, I'm talking about how this works from a community standpoint, how we together and collectively do this, but I know that you as individuals do things too. So be encouraged in the way that you love your city. Be encouraged in the opportunities that you're faithful with. It's an amazing thing that you get to do. You know, one other one that we have coming up shortly, and and this one's not usually as widely promoted, and it, it usually is done as part of the Father's Market team, is we tend to give turkeys away. We tend to give turkeys away on Thanksgiving and in Christmas time. Last year, someone wrote me a check for 50 turkeys. They just said, hey, go find 50 turkeys, tell me how much it costs, and I'll write the check. I don't know who that person's going to be this year, but somebody's going to write a check for 50 turkeys. I believe it, because God does it, and we have partners in our city, and if they don't, then I'll call someone and ask them to do it, and then they'll do it, and it'll be really great. Because if you don't ask, you don't get, I promise. And I'm not asking for me, so I don't feel bad asking. If I were asking for me, I would feel bad asking. But I'm asking for other people. So we'll get back to that later. It's enough of a guilt trip there. <laughs> you guys aren't mad at me, right? You're okay? Good. We're going to move on. This one I'm going to camp out on a little bit. We share with our city. We share with our city. I'm not just talking about this facility and other people that we let use it. I'm talking about we share with our city what Jesus has done for us. We share with our city our well moment. We share with our city the love of Jesus, the gospel, the good news, the basis and root, the last commandment, the great commission, not the great suggestion. But we share with our city in a way that shows love, shows good news. We don't tell them what's going to happen if they don't come to God, although we hit on that. It's important. It's truth. But we, we share with them the love. We share with them the alternative that God gave them. 
You know, this is the point in time where you go, yeah, I'm at church again and they're telling me to preach my gospel and they're telling me to preach faith. Yeah, a little bit. But, but for, I don't know about you guys, but often for me, I go, man, I just need the boldness to share Jesus, right? Do you guys ever feel that way? You're like, I just want to tell that person at the fish market that Jesus loves her and I'm looking for boldness. Pray this prayer. God, give me compassion. Lord, let me see every single person like you see them. Because then I promise you, you will not need boldness. Because if you see people the way that Jesus sees people, you will have no choice but to tell them how much he loves them. You will have no choice but to tell them how they can serve him. You will have no choice but to show them ways that he loves them and he's just done so much for them. Guys, all of us in one instance are not. And those of you that haven't yet, but will maybe tonight, we encountered Jesus in a moment at a well. That well could have been a literal well. That well could have been a drinking well. That well could have been a liquor store. That well could have been a gas station. But we had a moment where we encountered Jesus. And we didn't encounter Jesus so that it could just bubble up within us for our entire lives. We had a moment where we encountered Jesus so that we can add, add a magical ingredient, a spiritual ingredient, and then it would go forth from us. You know what that ingredient is? That ingredient's called the Holy Spirit. And it's very simple. It used to really confuse me. I would be like, okay, I get Jesus. I get how he died on the cross. And I get how he left some sort of person to hang out with me. He said, I go, but I leave you this helper. But, but how do I get that person? How do I get the Holy Spirit? How do I get more of the Holy Spirit in me? So I, in preparation for this message, I went and I read and I read and I read and I discovered this amazing thing. It's three simple steps. One, ask for it. Two, believe in it. Three, go with it. That's it. It's not confusing. It's not challenging. It's simple, but that doesn't make it easy because there's costs to it. You have to do things like love and have joy inside of you and, and you have to have peace inside of you instead of all the worry that I used to be so accustomed to. Man, and I have to be gentle instead of all the anger and rage that I used to feel. But when I really start thinking about it, gosh, it's so much better to live life with the Holy Spirit. It's so, such an amazing opportunity to have the Holy Spirit working from me each day. So I encounter people, like I talked about earlier, in Germany, and they say things to me like, I was a doctor and I left, or I treaded water for four hours. I can't swim for like 10 minutes. Treaded water. For, I'm not talking life jackets and holding on to rafts. I'm talking middle of the ocean. Guys, their faith is what propelled them, and the only way that they would have had that faith is with the Holy Spirit. And that's the kind of power that you have. You have at your disposal. You have at your receiving, guys. So when we share the gospel, we can't share the gospel like we're approaching machines that need fixing. We have to share the gospel like we're encountering people that need healing. And that healing comes from community. And that community is with us, but more importantly with the Holy Spirit inside of us because it's a balm. It heals the needs of the people that we encounter. So guys, the main way that we become the heart of our city is we share with our city. So when you leave here today... I unfortunately or fortunately 
will have taken away all of the excuses that you could have in order not to be the person that God called you to be. Because you will know, because you will know that Jesus did for you. You will know that he died on the cross for you. You will know that he shed his blood for you. And then you will also know how you can ask the Holy Spirit to be more in your life. You can, how you can get that power from the Holy Spirit. How you can go and be a vessel that delivers his blood. The heart pumps blood to the organs. Guys, we pump blood to our city, and that blood is Jesus' blood, and that blood is the ultimate giver of life, and that blood is the ultimate source of healing. And there's some of you that walked into this room tonight, and you're hurting, and you've got struggles in your life, and you feel pain, pain of loss. You have a spouse who doesn't believe like you do. And it tears you apart and it holds you back. Because you're like, I'm torn. What do I do? You have a house that's broken. You have a parent that yells at you. You have kids that don't listen to you or obey you. Kids that don't honor you or respect you. But guys, you can leave this place different. So Tover, if I get you up here. Guys, tonight you came here that way. And I'm in no way minimizing the pain that you felt. And I'm in no way pushing it to the side or saying it's not real. But I'm telling you this. You have an opportunity tonight to encounter Jesus. You have an opportunity tonight to spend time and have your own well moment. And I'm going to give you an opportunity in just a minute. And I'm going to have you guys all stand up. And I'm not going to have you close your eyes like we do sometimes. I'm going to actually have you all keep your eyes open. Because you're going to live your life with your eyes open. And if you're going to be an example for people around you, then you need to get starting to in people that already love Jesus. Guys, this is the easiest place that you'll ever be able to represent Jesus. And if you can't do it in here, it'll be a lot harder to do it out there.